Blog Talk Radio. Yo, yo, what's up? What's happening? How you doing? How your mama? All of them. Everybody, it's your favorite candy lady, Mrs. I Candy. And it is her, she, me, the gossip diva, Miss Mocha. Miss Mocha, who are we? We are two hot chicks. All right, y'all. We are back with another show. And actually, we are on Blog Talk Radio right now. Actually, I guess time to do a test show. Because we haven't done Blog Talk Radio since 2015. That's crazy. That's been a long time. So one thing I remember. Yeah, girl. Five years. Five whole years. (laughs) Wow. But one thing I remembered about Blog Talk was there was a delay. So we're going to see how this goes because when having those conversations with me and Mocha, we kind of feed off each other back, 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 and y'all might get, like, some quiet time which I don't think I'm going to like, but we'll see what happens. So story time. Let's get into this podcast. Miss Mocha, you got a story time for me? Um, yeah, kind of, sort of. Okay, so okay. I have had an incident where an African-American person has come for me and basically took the side of a person that was of a different race just because I feel like they think because they not black that they that they know stuff like or they know what they doing. When in essence that's I was helping them and you know what I'm saying? And then they even kinda like tried to like report me or something. It's just like it's ridiculous. Like it just well, oh, oh wow. No, no, no. Anybody got time I would for like, that. Like, it was a situation where, like, I it didn't have nothing to do with me. I saw that something wasn't done, and I went and did it. Like, I asked permission to do it, and then it didn't get done in her in her time in her time frame. But it was nothing I did, and then she went and was like basically so like really when I went out of my way to help this person. And I feel like she was, like, all on the other person of the other race 
side. Like, yeah, and what they did is they was about to go home. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I stopped. You know, that's oh, one well, thing that one thing that I've noticed about us in our community is how we don't be having enough unity where we support one another. It's always a competition. And that goes back to slavery mentality and Jim Crow mentality, keeping us divided. But it's so stupid. Like, you know, we've talked about this before, about this whole, you know, we can all get this together. We can support each other. Mm-hmm. If it's two makeup artists, y'all can both be two bomb makeup artists. It ain't got to be fighting. If you are, you know, uh, uh, um, a candle lady, it, we could be a few of y'all together. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be mine is better, you know, a hairdresser, only come to me, you know, like, it, or one thing I realized, too, like, um, uh, Jess Hilarious had did a video a while ago where she was asking someone about a plug of something they were doing, and they didn't want to give Jess Hilarious the plug. They had worked so long and hard to get the information themselves doing research and trial and error that they didn't want to give her the information. And then one of our, you know, guys that we like to listen to, Derek Jacks, actually followed and commented saying that that's work and you should pay someone to give you that information because they put that work in. And I actually disagree with him because I know that we don't have the generational wealth. We don't have the time that other people, you know, have. We A lot of times we're starting over with generations. You know what I'm saying? Like my parents didn't right. pass any wealth down to me. I'm starting all over. My grandparents didn't pass any wealth down to my parents. Their parents didn't pass anything down. It's always starting right. over, trial and error. Do you want your kids to have to start the hell over every single time? Like if you pay attention, a lot of bartering goes in on within other cultures and other races. It's not a, oh, well, pay me for this information. Why? <laughs> right. Like, guess what? I'm telling you, I see it a lot. Um, um, like as far as uh, um, as as far as like uh, doctors, like sometimes mm-hmm. they'll be like, want to be a podiatrist, want to be a heart doctor, want to be this kind of doctor, and they uh, don't have to go nowhere. They're like, oh, I just send you to my cousin. She's a dermatologist. You know what I'm saying? Like they got right. they got the marketing a lot. And it's not you know like, even like, look in the Asian community, look at the Asian community with the hair, how they have, like, the hair industry on lock, and they have our distributions and, and everything, and they're yes. so hard to And they got somebody to own the hair store. Yes. They got right. somebody to And look how, how hard it is for us to come in and to actually have our own hair business. I mean, like, our hair beauty supply stores, and the prices has to be higher than, you know, like, one of a different descent because we get to, we get them at a We don't have those connects. We don't right. look out for each other. You know what I mean? Like, so we should be able to help each other versus always being like, well, um, how much you going to give me this information? Like, why? Why can't we just cook the sister up? Cook the brother up. Like, come on. Because I want – I want you to be able to get it too, so you ain't always in my damn pocket. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, I think right. You can exactly. give somebody some money, and they're gonna come back for you. Can teach them how to make their own money, and then they're gonna be self-sufficient out in your pocket. I don't understand why it's always a competition or trying to knock a person down so you can come up. Like it's it's, it's so crabbed in a barrel, and it's so tiring. And we have to come out of that stuff. You know? Oh my gosh, it's so exhausting. It's just so exhausting. I feel like that, too, and I just felt like, wow. So now I feel a certain way about her, like, even though, you know what I'm saying? Like, she, girl, I just feel like, like, even in college, like, we used to, like, um, like, if you're in a big class and you sitting with, like, I like dudes would come in, like, athletes, they would come in, like, I'm not going to sit by the white girl because I know she studied. Like, no, the white girl was at a different party than you. <laughs> But mm-hmm. she was out partying, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like, like, and I had to try to teach my son, like, knowledge is in all different forms. And you don't just go thinking that one race is smart or one race is dumb. Like, that's when you write Jim Crow slavery mindset. And the sad part right. is a lot of African Americans have that. Yeah, so I we agree. Need to, like, like we need our mindset need to be changed, like reset. Mhm. Real. I agree. So let me give you my story time. So recently, I was in a Facebook conversation, and I'm gonna hope I don't get Nick Cannon out here in these streets because I'm gonna be like him and try to choose my words wisely. But. <laughs> 
it was a okay. picture, and the picture was of three men, right? And it, it seemed, the picture seemed pretty intimate, like an intimate setting. So all three men had their shirts off, right? And one yeah. man was braiding another man's hair, so he was sitting he between was sitting. his legs. Right. Yes. And then the other man was putting, a, like, a joint up to the man that was braiding the other man's hair while laying on the bed so he could smoke while he was braiding he was, the hair. He was not okay. putting a joint to his mouth. He was laying on the bed next to where the man was sitting at braiding right, the other right. man. And like I now. said, they all had no shirt on. So it, it was a very intimate okay. picture. And um, a young lady posted the picture, and um, I guess it was like a debate that came up because I guess what they were trying to say was, there's no there's no homosexual activity going on in this picture. This is just three men hanging out chilling. How come men can't have sleepovers like this, right? Like, how come heterosexual men can't have sleepovers like this? And I was but like, they don't okay. Want to so. Let me ask you <laughs> heterosexual men. They don't want to. I don't know no heterosexual man that want to be laying up with a man between his legs and he braiding his hair and his other dude laying next. I don't never know no man that want to do that. That's why. And then, too, because they were okay, saying, so yeah. like, girls do it. Girls do it. Well, girls, okay, yeah, they were. They were saying women do this all the time. Women can be just intimate with each other, and it's not an issue, so why not men? And my thing is this, because um, a lot of men, like a lot of heterosexual men, was coming on the status, and they were just saying, nah, I don't want to do that. And then Omar was like, why? Why aren't you comfortable enough in yourself to do this? And it was like, because they don't want to. Like, you know, I, I don't like someone telling me, what I should do, what I shouldn't do, regardless of, and and, and I mean, most people, because I know a couple of guys were, you know, like, kind of being disrespectful, I guess, like, what, what they were saying about it, like, they instantly was like, nah, you know, like, a little too aggressive, but for the most part, most men was like, nah, I mean, that's cool, but that just ain't me, that ain't my style, I ain't vibing like that, and my thing is, if, if they say, that ain't what I want to do, well, okay, we just respect, that ain't what they want to do, there's a lot of stuff that I don't want to do. I'm not knocking the people that want to do it, but it's not what I want to do. Example, I'm in this um, this group, and they go live every um, every Thursday, and they were they were asking people kind of like sexual questions, going around asking sexual questions. And the question last week was threesome, yes or no, right? A lot of people uh-huh. instantly when I was seeing it was saying no, no threesomes, no threesomes. And then one of the hosts was like, no threesomes, why? Like, what's wrong with you? Like, they were like, I mean, you know, I might not have had a threesome, but I'm not opposed to it. But I was like, but what's wrong with someone saying, no, that ain't for me? Like, they didn't say, no, threesomes are bad. I would never, they're just terrible. They didn't say that. They just said, no, nah. nah. <laughs> Like, you know what I'm right. saying? For me, personally, threesomes is not for me. If somebody say threesomes, yeah, they say candy, threesomes, yes or no, I'd be like, no. I don't want you then to say, well, why not? What's wrong with threesome? You're not comfortable in, in yourself. I, I listen. I said no. No means no. I ain't got to explain yeah. shit to you. If I said no, yeah. I meant no. <laughs> I don't like yeah. anybody trying to force what they're like, what they think on someone else. You know what I'm saying? As long as you're being respectful to someone, as long as you're not, you know what I mean, bashing someone or bullying someone. With your beliefs, why should they do that in reverse to you? Then I right. personally, even though they were saying they women have sleepovers them. like that, even though they said women have sleepovers like that, I wouldn't. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't sit and just hang around my homegirls in my bra panties chilling. I don't do that. Yeah. You know, like no. I'm not saying I've never changed clothes in front of girls, but we're not gonna just all be laid out, stretched out in my bra panties chilling. That's just not what I do. No. And it's not, because I'm not sex- it's not because I'm not comfortable with my sexuality. It's not because I'm against bras and panties or I don't, you know what I mean, against women's bodies, whatever. I just don't want to. It's just something right. I don't want to do. And as a grown-ass woman, I don't sit in between people's legs to get my hair done no more. That's a child shit. I don't do that. Nowadays, people, women, women have cycles. They got pH balance and shit. I don't want to smell that. I don't want to be around that. You know, put me in I'm a damn chair. I'm brown as hell. I just smelled enough cooch. I've been smelting enough cooch as a child to be. I'm good for life. My aunt, let me right, tell you, that's the story. That makes me be a little bit more cautious with my child. And when her hair gets there, I get her a little tiny chair. Girl, <laughs> I'm telling you, bro, me and my cousin, the one who do my hair, girl, we talk about this to this day, like our aunt. 
I know she don't listen, so I can say her name. It's like, no, nah, I ain't going to say her name. But she know. Girl, she used to be, girl, we used to be crying like, oh, who is this between her lips? My cousin Jay, the most, crying the most. I used to just hold my nose. Well, my cousin Jay used to be crying like, I'd be cracking up. Like, now as adults, we be weak, though, like. Right. And so, okay, time. so when, just, that, when, that, when that picture was posted, Mocha, my answer was, this is cool. I don't care who does this, but I wouldn't be comfortable with my husband in this picture. So once I said that, it was, oh, why not? You homophobic? You might have some phobia. You need to check your phobia. And I was like, well, I don't I don't know if it's necessarily homophobic, though. Like, I just don't want to see my husband in position. If it was a chick, you know what I'm saying, and my husband was sitting right. between her legs, I would have a problem with that shit, too. I don't want to sit between nobody's legs but mine. <laughs> for right. real, for real. Exactly. And then I don't like smokers. So he couldn't be handed a joint or passing a joint because I don't like that. So I think for me, the whole picture was like, ugh, I don't want my man in this shit. You know, like, uh uh-uh, uh uh. Uh-uh. And then I Correct, asked a couple of. I don't know. No dudes. I asked a couple of my guy friends that are in the community. I asked them the question. I said, hey, because I, I, I definitely don't want to come off homophobic. And I definitely, if I have any of that, I want to check it. I want to get a hold of it. I want to understand it. And I want to make sure that's not me because I love too many people in the LGBT community to to have that in me. You know what I'm saying? So I I reached out to them. I told them the picture and I was asking them the questions and they was like, nah, this picture is just too intimate. And then a couple of my guy friends was like, I actually wouldn't be in this damn picture. That's a little too much for me. So I was like, okay, so I ain't (laughs) tripping. <laughs> you know, so yeah, right. Yeah, I'm with that. Okay, so, so Mocha, tell me about them streets, girl. What's going on in them streets, girl? Oh, baby, oh, she be listening. So, <laughs> our on the street is the judge um, rules that Monique's case against Netflix can move forward. So she hmm. is suing Netflix for, I forget how, what was the amount, but you know. I don't know, but I know she is suing them for a certain amount because they were trying to underball her for a comedy special. He said they was racially discriminating. Okay, so mm-hmm. here's the thing. When this story came up, they came back, like since this whole Black Lives Movement has came about, they brought this back up, and then they started calling people to the floor, like Charlemagne, who had a lot to say um, about her and about the fact that she asked for that meant much money, but her white counterparts were who had less credibility and things behind their belt. So mm-hmm. what do you think about that? So how do you feel? You know what? what? I was one of the people that when Monique first came out with it, I wasn't against her. Um, what she said, I just didn't, I, I think for us regular people, $500,000 is a lot of money. You know, we was like, damn, $500,000. But also the way Monique went about it was taking bags from other people. It was boycott Netflix. They they tricked off me out. They did me wrong. But it was so many other black um, comedians, black actors, actresses, producers, screenwriters, you know, that were getting on through Netflix. They were actually getting, like, chances. If we boycott Netflix, it ain't just you who's, like, rich that's losing out. It's a lot of other people that really need this money that's losing out. I didn't like that whole aspect of how she came like that. I do understand what she was saying, though. You know what I mean? I did understand what she was saying. I just didn't like the way she was going about it. And with her being able to go forward with this lawsuit, that's dope. Hopefully she can get that money that she's looking for. But I also felt like, and we said this in the show before, that Monique had been out of the game so long. You know what I'm saying? That I don't know if they they felt like Monique would necessarily bring the crowd that she used to bring with on, you know, coming with doing a, a comedy show on Netflix that, Dave Chappelle would bring, or that even Amy Schumer, even though her ass ain't funny at all, would bring because they said they already had the platform. Like they said, she had uh, her show bombed so bad that Netflix changed the rating system. They used 
because they didn't want to see that her show, her they said that the ratings and the basically the comments and stuff was basically that it wasn't funny. But she, she wasn't, wasn't funny, funny though, and I knew that. I just think at that moment she was that it girl, and they she thought it was high. gonna bring something. Cause when that came out, I didn't even watch that. Cause I, Amy Schumer's not funny to me. I seen that movie with a train wreck with her, and she was terrible. Like, <laughs> like girl, bye. So, oh, really? but that's not my, that's not my form of comedy. So I tend to not watch that kind of stuff. It's not funny. Chappelle, we all love Chappelle at one point in time for his comedy. So him going off and taking a break or whatever, come back. I think people were just anticipating to see, like, oh man, Chappelle, because he left on top of it. Monique kind of had right. a fall because she was black, Bob, because so much was going on. And instead of just getting back out there and being hungry and and persevering, Monique was like on a bitter tour. And it was like, okay, I get it that you're upset, but can you be funny a little bit? Because I don't really see Monique being funny out here in these streets now. It's, hey, beloved, hey, love, this is going on. This is me and my husband. And we're talking about Oprah and Tyler Perry, beloved. And then I'm like, girl, just tell a joke. <laughs> like, make me laugh a little bit, you know, so I know you still got it. So that's where I was coming from. But I wasn't saying that she, what she was saying was wrong, but – you know, like, I, I hope she gets the money. I, I really do hope she gets the money because I, I do feel like Monique deserves more than $500,000. However, if Netflix would like me to come on for $5,000, I'm going to take it. Just, you know, put that out there. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, we're we going we to make a note of that, okay? But we're going to move on, okay? <laughs> Thank you. Okay. All right. On a, um, on a uh, um, not-so-lighter note, a civil rights leader and icon, Congressman John Lewis, died at 80 years old. He marched with um, Dr. King. He was like a whole part of, you know, the civil rights movement. And so we want to say rest in heaven, Mr. John Lewis. Definitely. 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 Rest in peace, Mr. King. Right. And, um, you know, we obviously don't have other new freedom fighters um, like uh, Portia, Portia, uh, and uh, Mandy. Yeah, Portia right. Williams and Andy Smith. Um, mm-hmm. So for our listeners that don't know, they went to the, what is he? What is he? Wasn't it Louisville? It's in, it's in Kentucky, but what is the oh. man that they went to set on his line? Oh, I don't. I forget his name, but they they were at a protest for justice for Breonna Taylor. Yeah, um, and because and her, her the cops still haven't been arrested or charged or anything, and the the uh, he's a district attorney. I keep forgetting who the dude is, but they went to his house. The guy that's not charged and not moving forward because he's too busy celebrating his damn engagement. His and you know, right. he talked about right, him. yeah, um, mm-hmm. him. He, they went to his house and sat on his line and did a peaceful protest, and they winded up right. getting him arrested. I mean, they winded up getting arrested. Her, Yandy, and um, Portia Williams, Yandy um, Smith, and some, another lady, I forget her name, but all of a sudden, they, uh, they're charging. I'm sorry, I hear that. That's my baby's little toy. Misdemeanor. Um, it went from a misdemeanor to felony charges. Right, right. They charged them ladies with felony for a peaceful protest. Protest. Like people have murdered Breonna Taylor, and they still out here chilling. And they arrested three, you know, known celebrities or people that have this platform, um, and 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 gave them a damn felony charge. Exactly. And so something went to something and somebody fixed something and then it changed. And um, recently I read that um, it, they dropped a felony and it would be just the plain, you know, misdemeanor. Right. So it was, it was Portia Williams, Andy Smith, and activist Tamika Mallory are three known Tamika names. Mallory, there was also yes. other celebrities that was arrested, some gentlemen that was arrested. It was, they arrested it was like a football, 80 it was a people. Receiver of the Patriots. It was one of them. Yeah. His name is Kim or something. He got arrested also. So yeah, yeah it so it was eighty of them. They finally all got out, but they arrested. And it was weird because they didn't arrest everybody that was there, but they made a they made a note to arrest all the celebrities and well known people. Ain't that weird? Mm-hmm. Trying to like send a message if you ask me. 
I mean, I, I, the message isn't very good because it's just going to bring attention that you guys do not care about Brianna Taylor. Say her name, Brianna damn Taylor. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all don't care Say about that. Y'all want to be out here arresting civilians for doing their damn constitutional rights of protesting. Okay. All right. Okay. Right. Right. Yes. Yeah. And wait, before you go, let me get a topic in, okay? So... Megan the Stallion was shot in the foot, okay? I don't know what the hell happened, but everybody's favorite chick, everybody's favorite hot girl is the summertime. Clearly, it's not hot that summer right now because somebody done shot her ass in the foot. So, allegedly, they're saying that it was, um, what's his name? Toy Lane. Toy Lane. Yeah, the one that did the Say It remix. Say It! Yes. I like that song, yeah. too, Toy Lane. Um, but... They're saying that it was him that actually shot her in the foot, which is crazy because I was like, what? They've been hanging out like the whole. Yeah, they have. They've been kicking it. Yeah, they've been kicking it. They've been kicking, like, having fun. Looks like, um, um, platonically, it looks like, but, you know, that they've been kicking it. And then, actually, what's so crazy is the night that this alleged shooting happened, she she went live in Kylie Jenner was in the last and what I feel right. so crazy is that Megan and Jordan are girls like they then went to Halloween they got mass pictures in a bathing suits different places together and then now but they're saying that Kylie right and now. Jordan are possibly talking again which is interesting too now that Tristan and Chloe are back together all over the street interesting but my question is why did they arrest Troy Lane like why did he get arrested because I think the reason why it's speculation yeah, about him being arrested, I mean, about him being the one that shoot her, is because he got arrested for carrying for concealed weapon. And there's been a whole bunch of jokes out afterwards. You know, they got a whole bunch of memes out. They got one meme that's so sad to see. It's a meme of, like, Megan running. It's like the boys in the hood scene, and they got Megan's face on Ricky, who was more chestnut when he got shot and murdered. Uh. And it is so sad. And it hurt. And 50 Cent shared it with his little shady ass. And then Megan made a comment that black women are so unprotected. And it's sad that while she's going through hurt, people are making jokes, you know, stuff like that. And I saw that picture. And I was like, this shit ain't funny. And see, my husband is like the pettiest. He laughs at so many shady memes. He be cracking up laughing. And he even be laughing at 50 Cent shady stuff. But even my husband was like, okay, now that's not funny. This girl got shot. Right. How y'all gonna right. make some jokes about her getting shot? And especially because she's she black. My boo, Morris Chestnut, was from. murdered in this movie. So to show a picture of a man that was murdered, like, Boys in the Hood, I will not watch that movie because of that. And y'all gonna show that and put Megan's face on that that terrible scene. Like, it was really just, that's, that's sad. It really is because, like you said, well, we have to remember the source. He said we just talked about last week or the week before that. We just talked about him and how he don't really like black, not really, he don't like black women. He likes his right. women exotic, and you got to think Megan is black. Oh, but let that happen to one of his exotic chicks. He may have a different point of view. and not I, so I, I try to figure out if 50 Cent cares about anybody. You know what I mean? Like, I don't right. think that if it was an exotic chick, if he would be sensitive. I just think that nigga is like borderline psychopath. He don't have any type of emotions or compassion or empathy for anybody. It's like everything's a joke. Everything is like, he, he's like a borderline psychopath. You know, like, that's crazy. But 50 things like that. Like, he ain't got no emotions. Like, damn, dude. Everything. That might, be, that might come from, like, him not his mama not giving a damn, you know? So, like, you don't know when people's mama don't give a damn about them. I don't, I think it's they be lost unless somebody brings yeah, it back. Yeah, he definitely needs to get therapy or something. Yeah. I, I agree. Because something, something is deep with that 50 cent that makes him that damn heartless. Like, it yes. got to be something. It has to be right. something, you know? You yeah. damn right. Yeah. Right. And then speaking yeah. of um, some heartless-ass people, let's talk about your town, Cincinnati, okay, mm-hmm. now this past weekend, Slurbozzi was here for a coronavirus pool party, and Cincinnati had to show their ass and show out 
no social distancing in place at all. The um, not even only lasted two hours. I saw him rapping. He was like, he didn't have on a mask. None of his crew had on right, a mask. Right, he didn't. And now, it seemed people, like, like his, yeah, his crew him. had on masks, but he didn't. And a few people out there, like, I, it, the, the crowd, some had a mask, but for the most part, a lot of people did not have masks on. They was twerking. They was, like, neck and neck. But it, it was crazy because uh, they got shut down early because Pete, it was at Coney Island in Cincinnati, guys, and people jumped and broke the gate to get in because they reached capacity or shut it down. So people were jumping the gate. They ended up breaking the gate, so they had to shut it down. So in the parking lot, because then people leave, it was fights. A lot of fights broke out. Boosie was, like, showing it on his social media, like, Cincinnati lit. I love it. And I'm like, this is just a shame. Every time we go viral, it's for some bullshit. And then afterwards, it was an after party at, like, one of the clubs in Cincinnati. And it was fights that broke out there. And it was like, Guys hitting each other with chairs and shit. This girl had a damn sledgehammer. Like, what is going on, Cincinnati? Like, y'all, that damn Thursday wow. party. Like, this is why they shut cities down because y'all crazy. What is wrong with y'all? I'm at home, okay, in my bed with my family, like, watching TV and watching Facebook and all the shit in again that was going on in the city. But y'all crazy. That's the drama is being at them going. I, I told you that it's some psychological stuff that's going on around here, and I'm telling you, the corona got these people. People going, wow, do not they like being told what to do. They do not like being told what to do. I feel so like imagine what's gonna happen warfare. when they come in and they come in with like the big guns and they like make you sit your ass down and they got people outside your door like you can't leave. Like what happens then? Like, people were just, uh, y'all messing up my life and, and my time and freedom and stuff. Right, because we doing what extra. we're supposed to do. <laughs> well, on a lighter and note. Then, no, 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 uh, no, 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 wait. And then people was at this COVID party. Uh, well, okay, they were at this pool party knowing they tested okay. positive for COVID. They were actually posting, I tested positive, but I'm still going to this party tonight. It was several people that posted that. I don't know if they were trolling or if they were telling the truth, but that's so damn trifling. And not only are you exposing other people to COVID, they don't go to their grain's house the next day for Sunday dinner and affect the damn elders and stuff that, you know, people that are vulnerable for the disease, you messing up them, people's kids and aunties and uncles and mamas and stuff like that. just Oh, y'all, y'all, Cincinnati, y'all are embarrassing me so much right now. Oh, wow. And your people. Wow, okay. Like I said, on a lighter note, um, Justin Timberlake and his wife, Jessica Timberlake, Neil Timberlake, because that's like your last name. Um, mm-hmm. welcome baby boy into the world on a sneak, have a baby, I mean, be pregnant, don't nobody know shit, or I don't know if they had a surrogate or not, I don't know, I, I really don't mm-hmm. follow them, but I just was happy that they had a little baby, because I know that they have daughters, and they have the little boy, so, yeah, for them. He married, um, Jessica Peel from Seventh Heaven, right? That's what he knew. Yeah, yeah, that's his okay. wife. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations, guys. That's cute. <laughs> That's cute. Okay. Um, is you ready for some some sloppy gossip? Because girl Kay Michelle <laughs> is in the on the blogs again. Um, so basically, Kay Michelle, I guess, is gearing up for some new music, and I guess behind the scenes, but just the behind the story, she basically, I guess, supposedly had it reached out about having um, this rapper, uh, Moneybags, um, on her, on her, you know, album or on his song or whatever. And I guess okay. they gave her a price or whatever. Okay, so let me tell you this. Okay, so Moneybags is the boyfriend. He's a rapper, but he's also the boyfriend of Nicki Minaj's hairdresser's best friend okay okay mm-hmm. and basically for for the for the best friend for his girlfriend's birthday he bought her um a, a lamborghini truck okay 
and it was all, oh. you know, like on social media, and everybody was like, wow, and it was like custom, it had like the orange, like breaks, and the inside was all done in orange and everything, it was really nice, and so everybody was like talking about it, and so was his baby mama to do money bags, the rapper, so she got upset about it and she went on social media like they've been together for nine months and he buying her this so you know how baby mamas get sometimes not like us because we would have never did that yeah i ain't that baby mama i don't care congratulations yeah i'm happy that you got these gifts you know as long as my yeah. kid is taking care of us who cares <laughs> yeah care. yeah if, even if i was mad they would never know i would still be never smiling never let kids. them see you sweat that is definitely a lesson for you young baby mamas out here yeah. never let them see you sweat especially and she gonna keep yeah. eating you she gonna intentionally add you on and show you her bags and her gifts and her greatness because yes. she knows that you are affected don't let her know yes. that it bothers you just keep being fabulous exactly. and great okay yes <laughs> you know so she said what she said but then Kay michelle um pretending like she did not know she was live and basically was um, made a comment about him renting the Lamborghini truck. Like, first of all, why would you even bring, like, you, like, double this girl's age. She turned, like, 23 or 25 at the oldest. And you worried about what this dude is doing first time about something, you're going to get that 100 p.m. And it's not, I mean, I just, here's the thing. The reason why I'm talking about this story is because Kat Michelle is always inserting herself and talking about people. And I had just watched on Facebook, I mean, on Instagram, um, somehow I be, I'm in this, like, I'm following this page that, like, show, like, clips of, <laughs> clips of, like, um, arguments or something on Love and Hip Hop and they brought that one where she was coming for Rashida and Kurt and mm-hmm. she threw that hot and I was just looking, listening to her like you sound like why did you talk, say that her husband had three earrings like you know what I'm saying just like came for her <laughs> listen like that I mean like it was just she was like you know what yeah, my husband her. has been I don't know why my husband been doing this but he's been watching all of these Love and Hip Hop like clips like they got like you know how, like, VH1, they would have, like, the after show. People would talk about, you know, like, what happened on the show, all that kind of stuff right now that they're not Yeah. Doing. They have a lot of that where they go back to old clips. Like, they had one clip where Cardi Red had to explain Louis Prada Gucci, Louis Prada Gucci, and it was real funny. But he's been watching a whole bunch of that stuff. And um, I, he always showing me certain ones because certain ones, I think he likes to watch me get emotional all over again. Because at one point, I used to hate Stevie J, like, with passion, because he's a creep just as much as I can't stand Kirk Frost right now. But I remember a more recent K. Michelle incident with her inserting herself in Lyrica and A1 stuff, talking about, oh, yeah. you know, Safari. You were spending with Safari. Safari, and you was doing this. It was like, K. Michelle, do you ever have some business of your own? Because why do you know everybody's business. Why do you know who I wanted to let us stick their feel, stuff in her? Why do you know about money bags? Kind of th- why do you know that? Like, make a song. Right. Mind your own business. <laughs> I wonder, do, do, I wonder if since um, Safari married uh, Erica, he and Kate Michelle are best friends, like she said. You know, like, I wonder. I didn't see her at their wedding. I think that she makes up stuff to be relevant, honestly. And since you brought this up about Kay Michelle, let's let's go ahead and and, and some very sad news. Um, Tamar Braxton was hospitalized over the weekend for attempted suicide. Uh, for an for an attempted suicide. Now, I don't I haven't gotten an update today, but the last I heard, she was still unconscious, but she was stable. And it's crazy because they haven't really given us a lot of updates about what's going on with her, and I, I hope Tamar, I pray Tamar pulls through and she's okay. But this makes me talk about Kay Michelle because just recently we talking about this as well. Kay Michelle was talking smack about Tamar saying that she was messing around with Jermaine Dupri's dad Wait. all because Tamar yeah. said um, that she wouldn't want to do a against her. Yeah. And it was like, girl, like, why do you, like, 
go so hard. And, I mean, it's, like, I, I really hope and pray that Tamar makes it through this. Like, let's be very clear. But I, I wonder if this makes K. Michelle be like, damn, maybe I should just chill out a little bit. Because what happens if, you know, like, Tamar didn't pull through? Like, that that's how you ended that shit. On some real petty, dumb stuff. K. Michelle, was time to grow up. Now you want some young kid but, shit? But you like, know what? girl, I get you some like business. That's why she not getting, like, that's why she not, like, getting the things that she really want, which is those twins or whatever. That's why she not in the man, you know? Yeah. That's why. Right, because people, because first of all, people are paying attention to all that kind of stuff. Like, that's what I was saying about um, Kenya Moore. You know, when I was talking about Atlanta Housewives and stuff and how at one point Kenya Moore really, really, really was a husband and I was saying how her husband now, Mark Daly, knew how she was going to get, all he had to do was watch the show. You know, like she could be a nasty person and who right. wants to be with that? Who wants to be with somebody that puts, even even if it's not real, but that portrays their image as a nasty person, especially if you're a business person or you're a boss person. Like, he has a business to run. He got clients and stuff. He, you know, he don't want people to, to be like, oh, you married Kenya, and that's not professional. You know what I mean? Like, that could just mess up if, if you're not in the TV industry and, and that's not the route you want to take. He might not want that as his wife, but that might be why he's so nasty to her on TV because he don't people to, like, really not associate him as being the same type of person, you know what I mean? Like, so people might be, like, right. turned off. Like, men that are possibly the type of man that came and show once might be turned off to her because of what he sees on TV. Like, Ugh, I don't want to be my wife. Like, yeah, I might hit it, but marry her, have kids with her again? No, I'm not going to do that. And that might be the reason why she don't got no, um, no man and that nobody don't want to work with her ass. Right. Very true. Very true. And then speaking of somebody else that I don't want to work with or people might not want to work with, let's talk about Evelyn Lozada <laughs> and Ocho Cinco. I knew that was coming. <laughs> so recently on Twitter, someone was, um, I guess I would just say it, because Chad, he does a lot of, like, positive posts and stuff now. And he was, you know, I guess like having one of them days, and he was just being his own positive self. And somebody was like, "Yo, out of everything you've been through, how do you, how did you overcome all that stuff? How do you remain this positive person?" And he was like, "You know what? One time, I lost my, you know, for three in, in three seconds, I lost my cool, and it caused me to lose everything. I've rebuilt it." And I've gained even so much more. I'm not going to ever let that happen again. I'm never going to go to that place again. And when he posted that, um, I guess Evelyn saw it because many people tagged her like, oh, look, and you messed his life up when he lost everything. I don't know exactly how a fan was coming at her, but that, that like, triggered her to be really upset saying, you lying. It was not just three seconds. You used to beat my ass all the time type of stuff. And she was saying how um, people need to be, you know, like on up to what they did. And then she did a video where she was like all emotional and crying, saying how <laughs> this hurts her and how someone that, you know, beat her and, and got this. She showed a picture of her gash on her head when he had birds, this scar on her is out here saying this kind of stuff and, and just re-victimizing her and not taking accountability for what he did and lying and stuff. Like it, it was just a lot. And uh, unfortunately, a lot of people were like, okay, Evelyn. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's, it's funny because Mocha is an Evelyn chick. She loves her some Evelyn. And I don't. So that's where we mm. differ. But Evelyn has portrayed herself to be a very toxic person, a very violent person, a bully in sense where she has attacked so many people on a television show. So it's hard for us to look at her as a weak person. You know what I'm saying? And when the incident with her and Chad came out, Evelyn led us all to believe that it was a one-time thing. She led us all uh-huh. to believe it was a one-time thing. And this happened in 2012. So now, you know what I'm saying, eight years later, you come out and you say, he beat my ass all the time. 
it was more than one. It was, and it's like, okay, girl, um, we're not she about use to start over. All the time. Did she use the word? All she said the time. it wasn't. It wasn't just one time. She said it was not just okay. once. Like, and, and interviews that she did, she let us believe it was one time. Her out of her mouth. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, mm-hmm. Chad, we canceled Chad when that shit happened. Even though we was like, uh, did you hit this dude? Because you'll be hitting everybody else, throwing bottles, jumping on tables, not saying it's okay for him to hit you, but it's not okay for you to hit him and then Respect become victim when he hits your ass back. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. that's one thing that, that women have to stop doing is hitting men, expecting it's okay for them not to hit them back. Keep your damn hands to yourself. Our thing was initially Evelyn, because we've seen you throw bottles, because we've seen you jump on tables, we've seen you get in girls' faces. Even after a chat situation, after you got with Carl, after you had a whole baby, and you was like living your good life and that shit fell apart, you got back on basketball wife, only to become a bully to Cece. Only to become a bully all over again to Cece. Only to then fix you got a, a ace in the pocket against OG saying, I talked to Chad, and Chad said that you was this. Well, how come you talking to Chad if he's such an abuser? Why are you calling him? Why are you reaching out to him? And you also did an interview where they said if you could go back to one, if you could reach out to one of your exes because you was in trouble, who would you call? You said Chad. So you, me thinking Chad ain't that bad, but then when it's a quarantine and you ain't got no damn money, so much to the point that you got to do an OnlyFans page for your feet. Now you want to make Chad the bad guy all over again. Like how many times does someone have to pay for a mistake? You know what I'm saying? Like if someone that had a mistake, like he headbutted her, that was wrong. He lost his career. He got canceled. People went off on him. He had to work. He had to talk to Yanla. He had to go talk to Dr. Ish and all them on marriage, I mean on family boot camp or whatever. He had to really do mm-hmm. the work to get himself together. He done had other relationships, more kids since then. Like, how 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 long does he have to be punished for this? Because he never said he wasn't wrong. He said he was wrong. He said that. So yeah. how long does he have to be punished for that mistake? Well, I don't think that we can put a, a time on that because, like, each Well, we can, because are, how long until we have to care? Because at one point, we can stop caring, especially when she can reach out to him to help her blast OG. If you can be cool with Chad and call Chad and key, key, key about a castmate, why can't we be okay with Chad until you tell us it's not cool again? That's not how it works. Right. Now, that part, if you're going to be a victim, say a victim. That part. Okay. I agree. <laughs> okay, so what's next? Um, we were um talking about um we had talked about the cable show. I mean the Tamar. I don't have anything else. Oh, I got two more things, girl. August Alcina released a new single featuring Rick oh. Ross called Entanglement. Girl, yeah. did you hear that song? <laughs> I actually did. I actually like listened to the one that had the lyrics and mm-hmm. what I heard and what I saw from the lyrics is he is hurt. Basically Yes. And she just basically like he had got molested or something. And to me, like she did it to him all over again. Like I mm-hmm. have went deep to that to that part. You know what I'm saying? I mean, some of that stuff was deep. Like, Rick Rothman said something. I can't even think of what he said, but he said something where he said, will, and then he said, had me so jaded. <laughs> you know, like, he that. was like, yeah, he was, they was very, very clear with their lyrics. And he was talking about how you didn't want no, no title, but I was in that. I mean, and then the, the song got nerve to be a bop, okay? Yeah. <laughs> the song going to be a bop. For the whole time, I'm nodding my head like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> right. I was like, what? But I was like, is this is this petty or is this therapy? Because, um, therapy, but no. 
Right, because a lot of people was like, well, I think people were divided. Some people was like, that's wrong. He shouldn't have done, done it. But I'm that person that when I first started doing radio, I was using it as therapy. I was talking to my listeners about my experiences and my growth, and I was going through some at the time. I still do it to this day, and it's not to be petty, but it's to grow. And to get this stuff off my chest, because some people that are so broken, sometimes if you keep that stuff and you let it wear you down, tear you up where you could do something like Tamar and, like, attempt to kill yourself. And we already know August is broken and messed up in, in the fact that it seems as if Jada preyed on him for her own benefit. She was not thinking about him at all. She was thinking about herself, and you consider yourself to be this healer and a spiritual person, and you was only worried about you feeling good. And in the end, you hurt this man. You know, like, he's trying to to get through this, and this just might be his process. And if this process gives us a banger in the process, then I'm, you know, who am I to complain and talk bad about August? Well, um, I'm with that because that's, um, I feel like it was a nice song, and had I not knew the backstory, I still would like it, so I think it's good. <laughs> That's what I said. So then my last topic is something I sent to you on Facebook. It's a Missouri school district. They asked parents to sign this COVID-19 death waiver. As you know, um, the schools are getting back, getting ready to get back in session in August, and they're trying to come up with this plan to have our children go back to the schools. So um, as they are working on this, some schools are, are sending these permission slips home, you know, like sending them out to parents basically saying, you know, that you're allowing your kid to come to school, and they are not responsible if your child catch COVID and die. <laughs> and they want you to sign this shit. Uh, right. Mocha, what do you think? Wow. Um, I'm saying that my actually – going to be uh, one of the students that is going to be making the safety video for his district for um, for their school and I want to only allow him to do it because of the fact that I want to see what they have in place so I can be like oh no well he's in the video but he will not be attending the school okay I'm serious. Yeah, I, um, I've, I've already decided that my daughter will be homeschooled until we can get a better plan in motion. Um, I just don't the plan they have right now. I don't think it's well thought out with the way the numbers are increasing and not going down. What happens if um, they, you know, your child's in a classroom where someone's infected? or been exposed, do they send everybody home and say, I have to self-quarantine, do they even tell you? You know, like kids these days, a lot of parents, because parents have to work and they don't have the funds for child care or because some of these jobs aren't, um, they don't give a shit, basically, they'll send their kids to school sick. Like we know that kids go to school sick all the time with stomach viruses and everything. And my house always gets that shit. We always get the stomach viruses, the colds, the flu, we always get it. So I'm not I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I know parents send their kids to school sick. They can just like these people was at the damn um pool party, knowing they tested positive. Somebody can know they tested positive and still send their kids to school. Somebody you know, people are testing positive and still taking their ass to work. So what's and not telling people um, what's I going know on. Somebody that was supposed to go on a trip and then they said that they wasn't gonna go because they was exposed to the virus, and then I saw on their social media that they was at, like, a street festival, and I was thinking, like, well, if you're fucking exposed, why are you at this festival? Like, that's really, like, irresponsible, and that's exactly what the doctors that I work with, that's what they be talking about. That's why we never going to get a grip on it, because the people like that. Exactly, and that's why I'm not sending my doctor this shit. I'm sorry, so... I'm trying right now because I understand because just like childcare is an issue to everybody else, it is for me too. Like I'm blessed right. to have a husband in the household that works, so we're we're trying to to shift to see, you know, like how can we budget to where right. I don't have to be there, you know, like at work we don't have to both be at work or whatever. But 
something has to give, I'm not about to expose my child to that. I'm not signing a death waiver for my – I love my kid too much for that shit. My household too vulnerable to have COVID in here. You know, like, so I just can't – I can't do it. Not knocking other people because I understand that everybody's circumstance is different and, and people are between a, a rock and a hard place with these decisions, but I also feel that it's very irresponsible for our, our school district, our government, to, to force us to do this. They need to just come up with another alternative plan until they get it under control. And then right. and then we can talk about it. But right now, you're going to tell us that the numbers are spiking, that we're in a level three. But send I your mean, kids to school right. and, and my flavor. thing is this. I, my thing is this. If it's so bad that they letting people out of jail, they have halted all uh, tours in the White House. They, um, you know what I'm saying? All of this, if it's that bad that you letting people, criminals out of jail, why would you put kids in the same, in a similar And not just uh, that, how do you have, how do you have a meeting via Zoom about sending kids to school? How come y'all ain't have a meeting face-to-face? Y'all asses right. don't want to get out and be amongst each other, but you want to send our kids and our teachers and our staff right. out in that shit. Absolutely not. Right. No. No, but I, I, I know also, that I, I'm starting. I'm not normally a conspiracy person, but I'm also starting to feel like they place this shit here as a population control thing, and they're just trying to take people out. That's what it's feeling like because they don't really give a shit. I don't. Yeah. And I don't know if that's true, but that's what it's feeling like. Like. Number one, they, you know, they, they keep saying there's too many people here, too many people, you know, and they tried to to uh, build the wall and get rid of the the, um, the immigrants. But then they are now, you know what I mean, older people, a disease that is definitely attacking older people with Social Security and, and, and you know, disability and all that kind of stuff. And now they're like, okay, now send the kids. Nah, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, wow. no, 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 Yeah, no. like they want your kids to be kids. They want your kids to be kids. Yeah, kid and I'm not, not doing that to my kid. Not my Yeah, that's child, what I was thinking. Okay? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so guys, before we go, we have to do the shopping block. Damn, I'm ready. Okay, so this is um, one I found on social media, and it says, smoke for smoke. Who had the best argument? So instead of um, one got to go, only one can stay. You can only pick one for the people that had the best argument, okay? Okay. JJ and Thelma Uh from um, Good Time. Good Time. Uh Right. And then you have uh, Martin and Pam from Martin. Okay. Okay. And then you have Al Bundy and Marcy Darcy. Is that her, her last name? <laughs> yeah, Marcy Darcy. Yes. That, yeah. Okay. I'm hands down, Pam and Martin. Wait a minute. One more. One more. One more. Okay. And then um, Fred G. Sanford and what was the lady's name? Esther. What, what's Esther. her name? And Esther. Yes. So... Those are the ones that argue Al Bundy and Marcy, Thelma and JJ, Martin and Pam, Esther and Friggy Sanford. Who has the best argument? Pam, uh, hold on. Friggy, uh, I'm going to say Esther and Friggy Sanford. Girl, he was fucking her up, girl. Hard. <laughs> I, I think that Martin watched old Friggy Sanford and son to get I mean, because he is tired. You old battle black. You, I mean, he right. a, <laughs> I'm like, really? Like, I'm like, oh, like, dang. I mean, I'm going to say that it might be a tie between him, but I want to say that he won because he's the originator. And then I agree. Martin. I agree. I agree. Yes. I'm going to agree with you. I feel like he's like the originator to get the title. And I'm definitely going to have to give it, you know, to say for this one. Fred D. Sanford versus Esther, you know, with Red Fox, definitely. Yes, most definitely. Yeah. 
Okay, guys. Yeah. Well, I don't know how this went. It might have been a little delayed, and I'm so sorry for that. But we've tested out blog time again because we are doing some things <laughs> and trying to get some stuff in order. So hopefully you guys enjoyed the show. And I think next week we should be able to be together. Yeah. Live and everything should be great again. Uh-huh. So you guys have an amazing day. Mocha, you got anything you want to say to the people? Um, we are praying for you, Tamar. Did we talk about that? Yeah, we did. Okay. Um, and the fact that oh, but I think I didn't give you all the little tea because I had heard that the reason why that that may have happened if she did that is because one of her friends spilled some tea about her being molested and her family didn't even know because she didn't. That was like a secret that she kept because it was something that would, like, devastate the family. And mm. it came out, and, and then they said that Bravo, like, basically, like, I guess, like, we, we banged on it. And, yeah, so that was what I heard that in the street, the word in the street, if that's what happened. And it was something, okay. like, I guess, like, whoever molested her must have been somebody that is, like, what it, it would crush the family. Like, close to the family. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And another thing we didn't talk about, too, was Nick Cannon, um, guys, and I know we're supposed to wrap the show up, but if you know Nick Cannon had did a podcast on his Cannon Teaches or something, I forget his name of his podcast, but he was interviewing Professor Griff, and they were talking about uh, white supremacy, and they were talking about um, Jewish history and black Jewish history, and he made some comments and some statements that offended um, the Jewish community. Jewish. And a lot of black people stood behind what he said and then he initially wasn't going to apologize so Viacom fired him. Now Viacom is over a ton of uh, networks, television networks. Like they got Nickelodeon, they got VH1, MTV, CBS. Yeah, they got a lot. So they fired him. That means they took some show content that he is a producer of as far as Nickelodeon and that also Wild they took Wildin' Out, which is like his big baby. And, and um, Nickelodeon is his bread and butter. Right. So what happened was initially he was trying to get his right ownership of Wildin' Out, and he was saying that it was messed up. They were trying to do this. But then all of a sudden he finally apologized. But he apologized for offending the Jewish community. He said he spoke to a rabbi and a few other people that was close to him, that were Jewish um, religion. And, you know, he he was he felt bad that he offended people with his statements, and he just apologized. So then the black community or black Twitter, you know, kind of came for him like, yo, you apologize. And I understand of, they why. Tried to cancel him. They tried to cancel him. I, I, see, I, I'm with you now on the whole cancel culture. I understand why it's frustrating because you can't cancel someone for a conversation. But I, right. I understand like, why people you don't are frustrated agree with, with what they. Yes, like if you don't agree with like him, you know, whatever, then they be like, oh, that's cancel. That, that gets that, that angers me. You know what I'm saying? You know right. how I feel about Right, right. But I understand. I totally understand why people were upset with Nick because people were riding for Nick. I was riding for Nick. The Wild and Out crew was wild, like was riding with him. Like we rolling with Nick. Nick, Nick could have took this and he could have built his own network, and we would have been right there with him. So that was the frustration of it all, because basically, what he said as far as the Jewish community having a lot of power within Hollywood, within the media industry, was proven because he lost his job like that for just saying that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like people were trying to say that he said that um, that the Jews were savages, and that's not what he said. And that was the thing, too. Before you actually comment, listen to the whole podcast, he was talking about white supremacy in, back in the day, how they were acting as savages and animals, the way they treated the Native Americans, the way they treated African Americans. It was definitely savage behavior. Like, that is fact. Right. So, that wasn't about the Jews, and people were twisting that part of it. But him saying that they are able 
to have so much power in Hollywood was proven when they cut his ass for saying that shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, right. And, and that was a funny thing, too, because to us, that wasn't an insult. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, it, it's crazy that that stereotype is so offensive versus the stereotype of being African-American because they say we lazy. They say we crackheads. We on welfare. We they thugs, say, you know, you know yeah, we're thugs and we're killers and we kill each other. That's our, our stereotype. But another right. community stereotype is y'all rich and y'all run Hollywood. Oh, like, you know what I'm saying? I can understand that. That's offensive to you. I, I can't, you know, like, I have to respect that. If you say that's offensive, that's offensive. But it's hard for us to think that it's as bad as a stereotype that our community gets. You know what I'm saying? So it was interesting that, you know, he was fired. But then he apologized. And because the the black Twitter came for him so hard, then he got on social media like, I offended the community, and I felt very terrible about it, and then my own community came at me, so now y'all can enjoy Earth, peace to the planet, like, and it was like, what? <laughs> okay, so y'all check on Nick, because that sounded a little cryptic, and that was a little scary. We in a hard time, y'all, and this is just nerve-wracking, and yeah, I, don't, I didn't like that, so, yeah, and on that note, I'm going to go ahead and go to bed. <laughs> okay. But guys, again, thank you for listening to the show. We love y'all. You know, stay safe. Please practice social distancing so we can get back to the real world and uh, and functioning correctly, not being so scared. Shit. I know y'all don't like wearing masks. I don't like wearing it either. But you could actually save a life by wearing a mask. So help people out. You know, like I understand. Um, people feeling like this is taking their rights away from them, but uh, you know, I just pick and choose my battles, and that ain't a battle I really want because I have elders in my family. I still have my grandfather, my paternal grandfather, who's like almost ninety. I still have, you know, like elders, great aunts and uncles that are like elders that if someone is is um, positive for COVID and don't know breathing on them could actually end their life. And I really love them and would love for them to be on this earth as long as possible. So if wearing a mask can help prevent that from happening, I would really appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? So I just think we should pick and choose our battles. But on that note, we're going to go. And we will see you guys next week. (laughs) And we're out. Deuces. Can we hang up?